Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. To me, he looks like a superhero, and he's my friend. Who am I talking about? Stay tuned to find out. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As you start thinking about your spring sports season, the TeamSnap app can help you spend more time focusing on coaching and less time worrying about the team management side of things. Even in this preseason time, coaches can use the app to start building relationships with players and parents through the messaging features. Plus, once your spring schedule's ready, put it on the app for parents to easily sync to their calendars. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com slash winning for more information. Ebenezer Samuel has grown his social media following, especially on Instagram, based on his insights on building muscle and strength and his incredible workouts, often with celebrities and athletes. If I'm being honest, his feed is both inspiring and shaming to me, though I know that's not Eb's goal. Inspiring because of his commitment and results. He looks like a Marvel character, with biceps as big as most people's legs. But I also sometimes feel bad because I've started and stopped workouts countless times, and it's frustrating. In part three, Eb shares some really outstanding tips for all young athletes, including things I have never heard before. What are we waiting for? Let's get to Eb Samuel part three. So Eb, in these final few minutes, I just want you to think about these young athletes and and you've shared so much about your own story, which I think is so relatable. It's certainly relatable to me, but just relatable to the insecurities and and not sure of how you fit in and, you know, that revelation that you don't want to fit in, right? I mean, these are just incredible personal stories for you. But share with our young audience and and their parents some insights that make you truly special, right? You are the fitness director at Men's Health. I want you to share some of your insights. What are some things that you would tell young athletes in middle school or high school? What are things that they can do around strength training? What are some of the key things? Because one of the things I kept hearing about you that I, that I think is great is working on your body is problem solving, right? I mean, that's something that you always were fascinated by. Here's my problem. How am I going to solve that? And it's something that's made you very good at what you do today. But what are some things around strength training that could be very helpful for young athletes? I think the three things, it's weird. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. That's a whole podcast in itself and probably a whole book. I think for, for young athletes, it's hard. It can be challenging, especially because now you feel like as, as a young athlete, if you're not doing something for your body, depending on what, on what region you're in and what level you're trying to play at, you're really selling yourself short and you, you're going to hurt your performance because every so many people around you are training, right? I think one of the key things is uh, you want to make sure you're, you're kind of enjoying what you're doing and you're not killing yourself because you don't have to kill yourself, but you, you can take advantage of a lot of what's just happening in your body. You're, in terms of muscle building, hormones, testosterone, et cetera, when you're you know, 16, 17, 18, even though you're younger than that, you're crushing it and there's a lot of opportunity to kind of grow and get stronger. 
But now I think where the science has changed and where we're starting to understand young athletes differently, it's not just about lifting weights, but it's how you do it, right? I remember when I was going in, my initial kind of gym memories, you know, I'm trying to go heavy and match all the other guys, et cetera, right? If you want to be an athlete though, one, like those biceps curls, I thought I was doing the biceps curls on some level. I thought they were going to help me dunk a basketball. Not very smart. Again, problem solving. I had to figure a couple of things out on the way. But um, I think the couple of things you want to do, one, you want to focus on what's called multi-joint movements, right? So it's less about the biceps curls, less about, you know, triceps exercises or shoulder exercises or chest flies. And what you want to do as an athlete, you're body kind of moves as an integrated system, you know, in order for me to dunk a basketball or shoot a jump shot, you know, my lower body, my core, my back muscles, shoulder muscles, all these other muscle groups are involved, right? So if you're already playing sports, you have some level of coordination. And what you want to do is, is not necessarily throw that off by doing all these curls and isolation exercises and all the machines at your gym, right? So focus on exercises instead that kind of have you moving a little bit more athletically and, and challenge multiple body parts. So things like reverse lunges, every athlete should do reverse lunges because that's also, I'll get to why in a second, but uh, reverse lunges, push-ups, pull-ups, rows, all those exercises work multiple muscle groups at the same time. And so that's a really, really good quality if you're trying to be an athlete. The second thing is I'm going to give you one more easy one and then I'll kind of try to get into something a little bit more technical, but that's really critical for all athletes. And if they can master it, they're going to, they're winning, right? The second thing is, is don't try to train too heavy or over-focus on too many reps, right? And this is where the science has really changed because um, on some level, yes, we need to all learn to kind of move our body slowly and kind of doing that very classic bodybuilder thing of, oh, I'm going to feel the burn on every, you know, every set. I'm going to do a whole ton of reps. I'm going to go very slowly on each, on every rep. There is virtue to that, right? But if you're an athlete, what you need to do is you need to be explosive and powerful, right? And what they've gradually discovered is that if you're doing too many of those kind of slow reps, right, the body gets good at what you teach it, you know, at the stimulus you give it. And if you're doing all those slow reps, you're not necessarily training that faster twitch response, right? So work a little bit lighter and focus on being really, really explosive and powerful as you're doing the hard part of every exercise, right? So when we're pressing away on a push-up or a bench press, or we're trying to stand up as we do a squat, and we're trying to stand up from a lunge, be as explosive as possible, that's going to have you working with a little bit of a lighter weight. But when we're working with a little bit of a lighter weight, but we can be explosive, we're still creating a little bit of a physicsness for you, but force equals mass times acceleration. So without getting too nerdy, I hope this isn't too nerdy for you guys. If I can accelerate a large mass very slowly, which is what bodybuilders tend to do, and create a ton of force, right? But the more athletic application of that force is I'm going to get a slightly lighter mass, like so not quite the same large mass. I'm going to make it move faster. I'm going to create more acceleration. And that's going to allow me to dunk, to run really fast, to um, move laterally. That's going to that's gonna set me up for those things. And then the final thing I'll tell people, and this is the secret to all athleticism, right? It's what NFL players, you know, when we go back to what we were talking about at the outset, um, you know, Byron Jones and the um, broad jump, vertical jump, all these ideas are based on something called hip extension, right? Basically, the act of squeezing our glutes and driving our pelvis forward is what sets us up to run really fast, to jump really high, 
to jump really far. And every single great athlete who you've ever watched, from Michael Jordan to Tom Brady to LeBron to Kobe, they all are very explosive and powerful in hip extension. So basically look for exercises where your butt's going to kind of go back, right? And then it's going to explode forward, which is a driven by glutes and hamstrings. But that's going to be stuff like deadlifts, like every human should deadlift. You don't need to break the world record when you deadlift. As we just talked about, you can go a little bit lighter and be really powerful with it. But every human should deadlift, period. Things like box jumps, vertical jumps, reverse lunges are great because they're going to finish in, in that position of hip extension. Hip extension is really, really hard to explain. I've done the best I can, but everybody should Google it right after this and master it because if you can teach yourself exercises and hit them correctly, that will have you finishing or training hip extension, you're going to make yourself a massively more explosive athlete and just improve your performance overall. Wow, that's some incredible information, Eb. You know, Eb, I, I think as I coach young people, as I raise my children, I think one of the things that's very difficult to just relay to young people now, and, and it's just something that we as adults have to just figure out how to do this, but they're in an age of instant gratification, right? With social media and, you know, overnight success stories and, you know, lottery winners and people who become Bitcoin billionaires and things like that. And so there's, I think, just a perception among young people of how easy it is to do things. And one of the things that I love about working out, because it's something I struggle with myself, I remember like you, when I got out of college and I'm here in Minneapolis uh, or in my early 20s and just got in my head, you know what? I want to get as strong and as big as I can, you know, and, and I think I was trying to, my, my goal was to bench press like whatever it is, 315 or whatever. And, and so I was doing 225 and all that stuff. And I was, you know, had the protein shakes and was lifting, you know, four or five times a week. And, and it had a plan and things. And, and I did. I got much bigger and stronger and uh, didn't quite reach that bench press goal. But since then, I can tell you infinitely how many times I've started and stopped just working out. You know, and I think that's one of the beauties of just building your body is there really is no shortcut. Like you just have to put in the work and it has to be every day. And so the message I've told my players, my soccer players, we have a fall season. I tell them now, months before the season, think about what you want to get out of the fall soccer season and understand that that process starts now. Because if I'm telling you, when, when one of my players comes to me, coach, how can I get better so I can do better in the fall? I tell them the easiest thing you can do is go find a wall and kick the ball against the wall for 15 to 20 minutes every day. Everybody can find a wall. Everybody should be able to have a ball. And if you don't, I'll give you a ball, right? I've got a bunch of extra. That's great. But guess what? You can't come the day before the placement practice and kick the ball for 12 hours and think that's going to make up for the 10 to 15 minutes that you could have been doing for months. And that's what it is with working out. And so in that sort of vein, Eb, what's that message that you have? Because you really do 
you have a superhero body. Like, I mean, I see your Instagram posts. You're, dude, you're, it's incredible. I mean, you have such an incredible body and I know how hard you work at it. But what's, what's that message that you would have for kids just about what it's like to build that body? And think back to when you were middle and high school and you were trying to get to the kind of body that you have today. Yeah, I think it is kind of understanding that it's a journey and there are going to be a ton of ups and downs, right? I think what we're all striving for, regardless of whether you're an athlete or, or just a human, in order to make gains, you have to consistently challenge yourself. Right. I think of it as consistency of intensity. So, you know, when you talk about, you know, the guy, he shows up 12 hours before that big practice and kicks the ball for 12 hours. Right. That's intensity. It's intensity, but there's no consistency versus, you know, the person who might kick the ball for like 10 minutes a day and, and that's all they're doing. Right. So that's consistency. Right. But there's a finite amount of intensity. And I think what I try to do and what I try to push my clients to do. And I think one of the challenges for us is we want to find ways to challenge ourselves as frequently as possible in small ways, because consistency of intensity can't be like, OK, I'm going to kick the ball 12 hours every single day because that's really rough existence. What we need to do, though, is every single time you go into any workout, find some small way to get better. Every single workout you go into, and it's not always going to happen, right? Sometimes you'll fall short of that, right? But find a small way to get better. And by small way to get better, I mean, you know, can I get, you know, maybe on this day, you know, if I'm doing like a sprint workout, maybe I'm going to try to be a quarter of a second faster. If I can't be a quarter of a second faster, maybe I'm going to, you know, do one extra lap or one extra sprint. Maybe I can't get any of those or maybe I don't have to get any of those because as I'm running my normal stuff, my body feels better and I feel like I understand something. I understand like a mechanic or a way of movement that I didn't understand the day before. A simpler example is like if you go back to the push-ups, or if you go to something like a standard weight of motion, like let's say we're doing the bench press, right? Maybe on this day, I'm going to squeeze out like one extra rep. Maybe I'm going to, if I can't do an extra rep on this day, maybe I'm going to add, you know, one pound, two pounds to the bar. So I'm going a little bit heavier. If I can't do that, maybe I'm going to try to tweak my rest times a little bit. So instead of taking 90 seconds between each set, I'm taking 75 seconds between each set. Just finding one small way to improve every day is what's going to get you. Because one of the things I think people struggle with and kids struggle with in their training is that you get stagnant and you kind of do the same thing every time. And that's because you're not necessarily pushing yourself. But the heart of all training and the heart of any kind of training improvement is something called progressive overload, which is basically within reason, I'm overloading my body. I'm not going up by 100 pounds every single day. That's just not possible. But consistently and gradually improving and pushing for that improvement, because it's not just going to happen. You have to kind of push for it and want it. And so if you just choose one small way and it doesn't, again, it's one set out of, you know, your hour long workout or it's one rep out of your hour long workout. But if you're able to get that, then you're on the right track and then you're going to get where you want to go. Well, Eb, I had so much fun talking to you, my friend. Thank you so much for your incredible story and your incredible insight. Thank you. Yeah, I was great being on. We all know that sports is an important building block for today's youth. Sports teach kids valuable life lessons, leadership, teamwork, perseverance, and much more. But today's youth face more pressure than ever before in the classroom, at home, and even on the field. 
TeamSnap, the presenting sponsor of Winning Is Not Everything, will be hosting a webinar on mental health in youth sports. On June 29th at 1 p.m., I will have a conversation with Minnesota Vikings linebacker Brian Asamoah on his experience with mental health in youth, college, and professional sports. An advocate, Asamoah brings a unique perspective to the table as he discusses his own experience with mental health and the importance of prioritizing mental health in youth sports. Check out our social media for more details. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. Also, I've launched a new newsletter, The Youth Sports Sanctuary, which aims to provide a safe space to ask questions and engage in discussions on the important challenges and issues in youth sports. Before I close, though, my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, and I are thrilled to present our Coach of the Month. We want to shine the spotlight on coaches and youth sports who are making a positive impact on young student-athletes, and we want to recognize Dante Prevet, who leads the planning and execution of coach education initiatives for the Philadelphia Youth Sports Collaborative. Among many other roles, Dante is the creator of NFL Flag Philly, and he's in his 15th year of coaching tackle and flag football, rugby, lacrosse, and basketball. Congratulations, Dante. Last but not least, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to app to help you have a successful spring sports season. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.